Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to What Do You Say Anime. I am your host, Peter. On today's episode, we got a special one for you. The boys just got back from watching the new Sword Art Online progressive movie, Chorizo of the Deep Knight. Joining me today, we had we have Pat and Haz. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine evening? Oh, man. Chorizo is one of my favorite snacks. Oh. So, I mean, doing great tonight. <laughs> um that was a great movie. I, I'm an SAO stand, as you guys can see behind me. I've got uh, Kirito Nasa behind me, but uh, I love that movie. It was a great time. Uh, and it seems like it's setting up for more. So can't, can't complain. You know, more SAO is, is better for most of us, at least in this call. Um, what about you, Has? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. It's very cold out, for those of you that don't know. Um, almost lost my fingers holding the, the popcorn bucket on my way back home. And... <laughs> Uh, but it was it was a fun and I'm I'm glad I got to see it in theaters. I'm super excited for the future that seems to be very long. Um, also, yeah. me and Pete don't like each other. No, we do like each other. We just we <laughs> we had an off off segment argument prior to recording that got resolved because we both realized we agreed with each other. It was just portrayed okay. poorly. So hopefully, yeah. in the podcast, we could portray it. A little bit better pat quick question for you though would you like this movie more if it was called chorizo of the deep fried night or do you like the chorizo of the deep night oh i don't know i've never had chorizo deep fried i've only ever had it like uh you know as part of like a salsa or uh, on uh, the top of queso you know that you dip in so and, and obviously as chorizo itself you know as little, little sausages so um God, I don't know. I, I, I nothing is worse deep fried though, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, although yeah. the internet has a bad record, right? With deep fried, isn't that usually a like a deep fried like, beep or something? Yeah, yeah, like isn't that worse usually? So <laughs> perhaps, mm, yeah. This is a really good bit. Pete. I love I it. Mean, I love this, it. This is this is gonna get a lot of new listeners. I, I hope somebody else out there also is like chorizo. You mean chorizo? And we're not the only ones who has meat on the brain. But before we jump into the thick of things, obviously. This is a review spoiler for the entire movie, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you should probably watch it before uh, you listen to the rest of this episode because we're going to be talking about this and more likely bringing up stuff from the first movie as well. So, spoiler alert for everyone out there, but I want to get that out of the way. So, gentlemen, we are two sides, what's, whatever that metaphor is, of SAO fans. You guys really enjoy it. I'm somewhere in the middle to lesser ground. So... That being said, I will say I have some qualms with this movie. But should we start out with the good or the bad? I think the good makes more sense. Um, well, just first off, like, how was your guys' uh, theater experience? Cause, uh, cause, you know, we always usually talk about that, at least uh, when we review other movies, which you should go listen to those episodes, by the way, uh, including the one for the first SAO movie. True. Uh, I had a really good theater experience outside of the fact that, for whatever reason, the projector screen uh was probably two feet angled down too far to where the subtitles were getting like anywhere from like 50 to 80 percent cut off on the bottom <laughs> so it made reading it a i could still read it but it was difficult it was frustrating like i had to focus hard to read the subtitles uh and i don't know but other than that the theater experience was nice it was uh yeah like uh like has said it's freezing cold in the northeast right now so i think the theater was pretty empty because of that. I think a lot of people rescheduled their tickets, but uh, overall, really good movie. I'm glad I saw it in theaters too, like I said, because like, I don't know, just the ambiance, the sound is a lot better than just watching on a screen or on a phone. 
Oh uh, yeah, I I too had a pretty good theater experience. It was a little weird, uh, because I mean I went in expecting it to be full because on the app it was full, but like uh, Pat said, it uh, and it seems people left or rescheduled because of the weather, which makes sense. There were some people there that got very early and had a conversation with about JJK and some other anime too, which is nice. Um, but a lot of the the reaction stuff that I'm used to having in um, movie theaters, like with Dragon Ball and stuff, wasn't super there. Outside of a few moments that we'll talk about, it was a, it was a good theater experience, and my seat was heated. I was blessed. Oh yeah, and for for context, uh, Haz is from New York City, which means his theater experience is a little different than anyone else's in in America. Um, I, so I think it's uh, you you probably had a really good time with it. Yeah. I paid 18 bucks for my ticket, so I just assumed that I was getting into like the good reclining seats. And then when I got there, it was just like the normal one, so I was a little, a little salty about that. However, uh, I also had a similar experience. Pretty dead. I could uh, really stretch out my arms. That was a lot of fun. I counted uh, in the theater there was one girl there, uh, compared yeah. to about the 40 <laughs> other dudes there. So props to that guy bringing his girlfriend to the Sao movie. I wish that was me for real, for real. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a normal movie experience for me. I wish I had the reclining seats for an $18 charge, but it is what it is. Paying to see SAO Pete. I mean, come on. That's, that's worth, that's worth 30 or 40. I also had to Uber because my car is in the shop. So that was weird. Um, like I Ubering to a theater. I just haven't done that. And so ever, so it was very, very weird, but, um, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. I guess the first impressions of the movie then, like, I don't know. I, I think, and like uh, generally positive stuff, I would say the, mm -hmm. uh, you could see the budget was in the movie. I, I think it started off a bit weaker than the, like the first movie was a little bit prettier throughout the entire movie. But I also think that this movie's second half is where most of the animation budget was spent. I, I don't know how, how you guys feel about this, but the, the first half to me felt like it still felt above like your standard seasonal anime and still felt like movie quality animation but I, I, there are just a couple times where i was just like oh that doesn't look particularly great you know like this isn't the scene doesn't look like a mat you know beautiful yeah. like it like the rest of the movie did uh has what do you think yeah no i, I agree my first impressions of, of it were like you know i was slightly concerned also not just from the quality of it but uh the if you look up SAO Progressive movie one versus movie two, there's a very clear difference in marketing. And obviously, part one is the beginning of this new, you know, uh, telling of a story. But like part two seems they, they kind of put the put a little off the gas or, or saved a bit. But the second half, like um, Pat said, I think looked a lot better than the first half. They started doing a lot of extra stuff like. One of the last scenes, they they really balled out on them walking down a hallway for some reason. When towards the beginning, it was more of the typical SAO like ordinal scale animation. So yeah, if we're all keeping on the positive note, I will say that there were some technical elements that I enjoyed way more this time around compared to the first movie. More, um, I'm hitting more towards like the sound design. I thought that was really well done, oh. especially the last um, scene where they're like in the in the city, I guess. And it's like pitch black and the yes. steps. And I thought like the steps yes. were off. And then it's like, well, there's a reason why the steps were off because there was somebody behind them. I'm like, Oh, Yo. that was really Yo. well done. Cause I was getting like high rise invasion 
uh, Vietnam flashbacks where that's like the worst sound design show I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, but visually, I thought it was okay. Um, I think like you guys said, I think there was parts where it shined better than it did before. But from a movie perspective, I expected a little more. I'm not going to be mean, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I'll say it's not bad. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's fair. Oh, go ahead. I just want to really quickly bounce off to, to, to the sound design because I was talking about the animation. Funnily enough, Pete, that exact scene was when I realized like how amazing the sound design was. It was like, really good, yeah. The, not, not just the sound design, but like the audio mixing on the dialogue. Like It really felt like they were talking in like this hollow room. And I was just like, I was just so shocked in that moment. Like that entire scene like really displays the power of it. Um, but the, the cave was that. really well done too, with like the droplets yeah. of water and uh, the little creepy like guy skidding around, and like yeah. you could hear him coming from like the distance and getting closer. I thought that was like really well done. Like major props to whoever's like the sound engineer for this movie because uh, honestly, just fantastic. Like zero qualms with with that aspect. The the fight scene music too, uh, just to, to stick with sound, I guess mm -hmm. the. They did a great job. Like it was a a new ish song that still had the uh, the coffee soda bit, you know, included in as well. Um, yeah. I don't know the boss music fight. I guess like the the main OST song was really good, and then I thought the ending song for the the credits. I mean, that was that's a banger. Uh, Ayer Owie, how you say her name? Um, that was that that song went right on my Spotify playlist. Uh, like no, no <laughs> doubt. Like that that's that's playing. Next time I'm at the gym, it was just banger. It sounded like like your usual SAO banger too, which was nice. Like it felt like it still had the. It wasn't just a song that was put there. It was like mm -hmm. it was a it was a choice. It was an active choice to make that the the ending song. Um, it definitely kept that that SAO sound. You know that's that's consistent with like crossing fields. Like I feel like there there's a very iconic sort of sound that SAO has. I agree. It's mm -hmm. music, especially the the like Pat mentioned the fights. Um, where there's not really like it's way more just like instrumental compared to like adding um a voice inside the the battles i thought that was just like high bpm you know this is this is a fight let's get hype type of music and i think they, they mm -hmm. definitely portrayed that especially in the last um major boss battle i'll say really really well done yeah uh i i'm curious uh i think we all saw subtitled uh tonight yes. I know uh, I'm actually going to see it with friends on Tuesday uh, dubbed. So that'll be fun too to, to see how different uh, it is. I remember was it at, it was at anime uh, anime expo. We saw uh, Bryce Pappenbrook and uh, whatever her curate or Austin's voice actresses, uh, you know, doing some lines and talking about recording this movie. Uh, it was either there or it was at uh, anime NYC. I can't remember which one it was, but uh it's gonna be fun. I'm like, oh, now I actually get to see them perform because I never watched the dub growing up. Like, I always just wa I always just watched the sub just because it's what I what I was native to. But my buddies are have all just watched it dub, so it's gonna be a cool experience to see. Like, oh, are the lines mainly the same? You know, like what are they saying? What's uh, how do they localize it slightly differently if they do at all? Um, mm -hmm. I I don't know because I I I don't know, I like the dialogue in this movie too. Just to I don't know, keep if we're gonna keep talking about that, yeah. like the it, it was uh. I don't know. I think uh, what's her name, uh, Argo. Loved her. Really, really good addition to. Well, and of course she was in the first movie, and she's also in the original Sao, just more as like a an unmentioned 
like I don't know, person messing she, with the, she yeah. It's just one of the many people that Kirito interacts with off screen. You see her right. very briefly during the Christmas episode. She's the one who gives him the information regarding the uh, special item for those who have watched the original series. Right. Uh, but like, so her addition uh, or her becoming, I, I don't know, she's listed as supporting, but I, I, I don't know. I'd say she's pretty close to a main character. She seems like a main movie. character. This, this, this it, one for sure. In this movie specifically, right? Like uh, she was awesome. Like, like uh, really funny. Uh, you know, you can tell that there's layers to her, uh, her character. You know, she's not just an information broker. She, she's an onion. You know, she, right. Yes. We got the <laughs> Shrek reference. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. All right. It only took us like, what, 20 minutes. Yep. It's pretty good. Um, no, but she's, she's, you know, she puts up that, oh, I, I need to get paid. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a softie. Come on. I got to do my job. But then literally like four times in the movie, she gives away information. Yeah, for free. free. Kirito, <laughs> to Kirito and Asuna because she's like, oh, well, you guys bought me dinner or, oh, you guys bought me or brought me to the bath. You did whatever for me. Like, like, no, you did. You don't have to give us this for free. You're just doing it because you are a good person, right? Like mm-hmm. you can see that there's the, um, you know, she puts up the front, but there's an actual character there. And I think it'll be uh, really fun to see how this goes further because, uh, I know, again, uh, I think Haz and I have both read a little bit of the manga for Progressive. I know I've read the first three volumes, and I don't remember any of this being covered. This is new, to, all new material to me. Oh, so it's getting deja vu from our first review. I know the manga is not the same as the light novels. I know it's different, but... Guys, um, we're sorry we didn't... We didn't read the light novels. We know it's an it's a LN adaptation, but... Know. The manga still exists, and that is, it's also labeled progressive, forgive us. Yeah, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> at least there's no weird bath scenes. Uh, it's funny, uh, there's a bath scene, but there's no weird bath scenes to have to talk about um, in this movie. It is, it, it is oddly, the, the moments of fan service that do exist are very oddly placed and feel like someone had I want to talk about this, uh, yeah. Yeah, someone, so someone... If you watch the movie, SAO Progressive does a lot of redesign for characters. Characters are covered up. They're not sexualized as much as in SAO, if at all. Um, And there are moments in here where there are shots that are just oddly placed like ass shots. Uh, Specifically, the one that's held the longest is the last one where Asuna and Mito are hugging. And it's just bottom to the top, right? But it's just, the character designs aren't sexual, like, it's just a weird camera position, and it feels like someone at the top was like, if you don't have fan service, we're not dropping it. It reminded <laughs> me of, you know how when we watched, like, Rosario Vampire, it felt like, like, whoever was, like, filming the anime, if you can, like, put yeah. that in perspective, was, like, crouching down and looking up? They did that <laughs> so much in this, I'm like, man, like, they're not showing Asuna's ass, but they're really focused on that ass, like... It was that, a, that's the weirdest it was a part. lot because like uh i don't know ha, uh has i talked about this a little bit before uh before you got back is your central time um gang gang yeah there you go uh we we were like there's the scene where they're crawling and exploring right and they show her ass but like to me the, i interpreted that because literally the next like screen that they show is kirito like blushing and like looking away or whatever being yeah. like oh shit i shouldn't look like that's all right, that's normal. That's still fan service, but not like unnecessary. It's playful. You know, I guess. 
it's playful yeah. and it's and it's also not they didn't show anything it's not like they showed panties or anything either right like i, I hate that we fucking talk well, about this but you know it's true it's important it's part yeah. of anime culture right like so like they didn't actually show anything it's mm-hmm. literally just oh his ass is, her ass in his face it is what it is then the, in the bath scene there is almost no sexualization of them at all when they're butt ass naked in the bath like it's not like the water see-through their tits aren't floating or anything like that, like in the fucking manga for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> like they, there's, and don't ask me again, the first episode, just go listen to that. That's where we talk about that. But like there's, there's sexualization and then, Oh yeah. Put on the bathing suit. And then, I mean, there were random parts where the camera was zooming around in the fight where you got like two frames of ass, but like it, even that wasn't bad because of the, the swimsuits they were wearing were all like very tastefully designed and not, like, you know, like not meant for fan service, which is why it felt so weird that they still had those moments of fans, like yeah. overt fan service. Like, it's like you didn't need to do it, and, but you also didn't commit to the bit either to like really get people in. So I don't know. Like, yeah, it's not a complaint either. Like, that, that's a, such a nitpick. No, it, it's just like if it happened once, it's like whatever. If it happens like five times, it's like, hmm. But I feel like it happened like 12 times where it's like enough where all three of us notice that like, Damn, there's a lot of like interesting camera shots. But bringing back to the the cave though, where like Asuna's in front and Kirito is in back. Yeah. When they get out of that area, you see that there's enough space where they're on the left and right of each other. So it's like the whole time I feel like Kirito could have just been not behind Asuna's ass, but I I mean that could just been like whatever the shot. But I thought that was funny. It's like they're coming out at the exact same time. There's enough space for them to walk. Like. That's an interesting shot. Okay, I see you. Like, but I get it. It's like they're, it's like putting it in your mind that like eventually, it's like if this is your first time uh, exploring Sal, like the idea of you know Kirito is looking at Asuna like that. It's like I get it. Yeah. It's it's fine. It. They're crushing also, on each yeah. other. You never would have <laughs> known uh, if you hadn't watched Sao before mm-hmm. until now. Yeah, wink, wink. Uh, sorry, but even that shot. But even that shot too, right? It's so weird because when they're walking down the staircase, it starts at their legs and goes up. And like, the camera angle is sexual. There's nothing inherently sexual about these people's yeah. legs. But like, it stays there and it's just like, what? It, it, it almost, I don't know whose decision it was, but it doesn't feel like it was any creative's decision. Like, like some higher ups really being like this isn't gonna sell regardless if you don't have it i will give it some defense though because like if this is like an mmorpg like female characters are like that and like their design models are kind of like that so to me it's like not a big deal it's just yeah it's just funny that it happened like enough for all three of us notice type of thing Yeah. yeah i only i think i only noticed it like three or four times but the three or four times i was like why you know like what what is, yeah. what's going on here i didn't even uh notice it that like and they were like yeah god it's just like why yeah just why you know like just and why. i know why we know why right because it's anime yeah. mm-hmm. but but like whatever yeah. uh again a very like that that's not even really a complaint that's like a just an observation yes. on on our culture that we haven't evolved past <laughs> that someday yeah. maybe we'll evolve past the need for right <laughs> we um, we can pray yeah uh i don't know like one thing i think we can uh give uh credit for is the 
maybe not rewriting, but the the re redoing of a lot of the scenes in the first part yeah, of the yeah. show that were rightfully so things that the show got criticized for. One of them being like uh, Kirito when he is getting this happens in the first episode or second episode of the first of the original show, but when he's getting scolded and called a beater, right? Like he's getting like harassed and it, and you first get that whole, it's him versus the world kind of perspective. It happens a little bit in the first movie again, but this, this is where the actual scene comes up. You know, when the guys are walking yeah. past him and we're like, was it Blackie? And throwing <laughs> racial slurs at Kirito. <laughs> this month yeah. too? Come on. Um, yeah. In February, it's crazy. But... Which they totally knew in yeah. uh, October when they released this movie. Yeah, but yeah um, <laughs> in Japan. But no, yeah, so like that scene was a vast improvement over what the original show had, I think. Uh, just because it, you know, it, it, it came off so edgy in the original show. I, I didn't think it did, but to everyone else, apparently it did. It came off as super edgy in the original show. Versus in this one, I think it just came off as like something that naturally would happen, right? Like, oh, this guy really is just hoarding all the loot. He's being a fucking jerk. Uh, who, who want who would ever want to like team with this guy, anyways? Uh, racial slur, racial slur. <laughs> Eastern Europe, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, uh, like playing on one of those servers. Um, but yeah, so that was one of the scenes I think was improved. Were there any others that you guys caught? Um, I maybe not necessarily like a one to one scene. But I do think that uh, the the evolution of, like, Diabo and the, the sort of direct consequences of SAO, of the first floor of SAO being explored was done really well, where their main leader dies, and now they have two factions who are, like, let's... One of them is like, let's just boost whoever's the best and, and let them carry us to the top, and then the other uh like now we all need to like go up together um which to uh go back a little to was also like another place where like the 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 design i thought was really good because obviously the the people that want to go up together are more uniform they look like a more cohesive unit than the guys who are just feeding the top tiers they looked more like we're just kind of banding together out while the top tiers carry and look cool and stuff. So um, I thought that Diabao was really good in this because in original SAO, he just kind of is a jerk and that's it. And yeah. he's a loser. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that um, like guild rivalry, I'm a big fan of that. And like MMOs, um, I, I like it when you have the idea of like disbanding guilds and like people forming cliques because that is a real thing. And, MMOs, especially with like the competitive guilds, so that's like a really fun game sense thing that they had going on in this, where I felt that was portrayed a little bit better. Yeah, I I think too. Uh, it, it's cool to see the starting foundations for. So uh, again, in the original show, uh, the the Liberation Front or whoever the yeah. army was that Ironcrad Liberation Army or Liberation. Yeah, Army. yeah. So they're in the original show, and they are the people that Kirito go uh, and Asuna go like underground with or whatever to try and find uh, this lady's husband or, or whoever. Maybe that's who those two characters were that we saw, you know, like yeah. uh, who knows, but like they, they, they're very clearly meant to be the building point, right. Of the, like that guild is probably going to become that down the line, or there's going to be that 
that they're the foundation for it. So they, so it's establishing the world. I think the world building in this uh, yes. in this movie is mind blowingly like incredible. It's like, night and it's, day. It's, 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 it's yeah, comparatively it's night and day. But even even uncomparatively, I think it's one of the best I've ever seen in in a uh, at least in an isekai setting. For you sure. Know, like like it, it's it's so so good. Like they show. The menus uh, has I'm going to do the thunder on this one, but the uh, there, there's a the menu when uh, Mito and Asuna go to duel. It shows translated the three menus. Oh, uh, like what kind of duel do you want to do? A first hit kind of duel, or do you want to do an all out one, or do you want to do the full to death duel? You know, like like there were the three choices. So that'll help later on when we're looking at that's uh, that silly arc when they're exploring what the murderer or who the murderer is or whatever when that comes up we'll have some context as to oh wait it is shocking that people are dying in non-player combat areas like we won't have to sit there and get exposed or exposited about it we'll just know it from watching the movies right so i really like that uh what what are some other like good world building stuff that they did the necklace Yes, the, the necklace. So in the original SAO, there's a big part where uh, sort of the 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 climax, not necessarily the climax, but like one of the the main things that bring Asuna and Kirito together is, you know, Kirito goes through like to this training in this uh, guild, the Knights of the Blood Oath, and he gets paralyzed. And now we have this item that essentially nullifies it, which is in Asuna's possession, to be fair, not Kirito's. But that now changes future things there's all those like small details that like for example as as well in the original series agil is the shopkeeper and we know that he's been shopkeeping from very early on in sao's life because they mentioned that he's when kirito goes to meet him that he's that kirito knows about him hustling the the lower level players and you know ripping them off for cheap quality stuff in this one though Agil is never put into that position. Instead, the new anime original character is. And that now frees up Agil to be something else. We still haven't really seen Klein in this movie too, which is interesting because we know Klein is building his own guild also off in the distance somewhere from the original series. There's just so many small things that like, again, the the translating, the dual stuff, the, the fact that like even... In the first 15 minutes, they don't go through what happened in the first five floors all the way through. But you can see, like, in the gear, right, that the um, that Diabell's guild has, the ALS. They, Diabell himself has a sword that is an, an earlier design of the Elucidator that Kirito carries. Which, to me, reads that, Cli- um, not climb that Diabell got the last hit bonus on one of the earlier floor bosses, which yep. explains why he's so adamant about getting it. And they never really explicitly say that, but he has a, a very unique sword that everyone else does not have, which implies that he got the last hit. And it's like, those small details are, are so good at like filling you in on what's happening, even if you haven't seen it. For sure. I, we, we've been nice. So I'm going to get a little <laughs> mean here. So I think SAO does two... In terms of world building, those things are great and bad at the exact same time. So I think when they're outside of like dungeons, this is like geographical world building. I think it's fantastic. They show the landscapes, they show the cities, um, even like little notches, especially at the end where like where they bought fireworks. I thought that's like a little 
like a little nod, like a real quick sentence to explain how this is happening. Love that. What I hated about the world building in SAO is the, like the dungeons and the raids that they go into. Uh, mm. When we have two examples of this in the movie, the first one is when they go treasure hunting, essentially they enter like one room and they're already at the boss. There's like no exploration at all in this like, labyrinth slash catacombs that they're going into he even says like there's like a, um there's like I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase it but essentially like below our feet mm -hmm. there's like a labyrinth of like mazes and stuff where people used to go treasure hunting back in the beta or something like that and we we get shown one one room and then the cave essentially and then the other one is in the final raid of the boss, they kill one mob before getting to the final boss. One golem. <laughs> and they're this they showcase this elaborate raid that they're about to enter. Like they're staying on top yeah. of this hillside. We have this sweet fortress. It yeah. looks like it's straight out of Maze Runner. It's like, all right, cool. Let's go on a journey. Because they do that in the original SEO where like they're battling rooms and they're battling different things. And this is they fight one golem of like it you're doing so well at exploring the world except for the danger of the world where i think that's more focused on the people than the monsters but mm -hmm. i feel like they really missed the mark on that because i feel like they could have set up that final boss there's like no tension or anything going into it which i feel like mm -hmm. there should have been because it's like what they're trying to accomplish is like a really big deal that is like going to stop two guilds from essentially going to war with each other. And it's just like silly and not what I wanted, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you on that. I, I, I was kind of sad that the, the, the shot of the labyrinth is super cool. Yeah. Um, and, and they're all looking at it in like, awe. um, but I, you know, to to the the point of this being a a, a rewrite, and I, obviously I still think that it is it, that is a fair criticism. There's a there's a quote in this movie that, and I think I said this in in our first review as well, that the original Sao is far less about VR and more about the people. I think there's a really good quote in this movie that really exemplifies it towards the end, where Mito talks about finding her own way of life, and sort of that being the central message. But I do agree. I felt like the the boss was just a game boss that they ran yeah. into. You know what I mean? It, like, Instead of I a life that. or death when, game when, boss. When they're focused on the characters and the drama and like the things that are going on behind the scenes yeah. and stuff with the characters, I think that they, they do a great job, but that's only one part of SAO. Like a, hu yep. a huge thing about SAO is completing the levels and advancing. And thank God they don't do it like they did in the show where it's like they're on level like, I don't know, nine. And then the next episode, they're on like 34. I do enjoy the pacing yeah. way better at this, but I wish they showed me that progression instead of mm -hmm. just like, okay, we have to get from point A to point B and there's steps along the way to get there. But in the movie, it's just, they went from A to B. And I was just like, man, you missed <laughs> yeah. something. Well, yeah. So I think, is that fair criticism? Yeah. But also, yeah. this is a movie, right? Like, well, you can do um, it in the movie. I did. I, I did tell Pat earlier too that I thought like a, a good twenty minutes, maybe added on, would do some good for this movie as well. Not that I I didn't enjoy it, but there were definitely moments that could have been explored a little more, um, like the labyrinth and 
um, just some, you know, they, they, like we, I think we said it earlier, if we haven't, it's a very heavy setup movie. Um, it's very clearly yes. setting up a lot of stuff, which is why the world building is, is so good. Uh, but there are scenes that may seem a little disjointed and it feels like maybe you should have focused on what's happening mm -hmm. here. For example, like the bath fight scene is super cool. It develops Argo and the information broker stuff, but it's not really used in the movie at the moment. So it's like it's used for one scene with uh, Kirito finding um, Mito, but then it's like we didn't really need that because in the end her information was wrong anyway and yeah you could have spent some more time in the labyrinth and, and that fight was like longer than the fight of them fighting the one golem that they had it's <laughs> like I, like i get it i understand like why they did it but i don't think it's like i don't think criticism of, like it's a movie and they had like cut stuff is like fair when i feel like they could have like, we got the human interaction for 90% of the movie. I just wish yeah. that they could have maybe cut some other stuff to show me this world that you're in. Like, th th mm. that's all I wanted. I just I just wanted more, I guess, from that from that aspect of it. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think there are definitely... It, it's hard, too, because it felt like there were moments where the game took priority. They they made sure to a lot in this movie show like weapon stats, like what does this mm -hmm. do, et cetera, et cetera. Like even in the boss fight, you see Asuna like chest piece breaks and in the background when they're rewriting, she like opens up the menu and re-equips it. Yes. Like a new chest piece. She has backup swords and and while that's all cool and I, I it, it feels almost sometimes like maybe a little insecure about itself in that this, there was a lot of criticism of the original SAO and not exploring its game mechanics and therefore like the vagueness of it making it seem like this is a really terrible game. And in this, I don't think that's as much the case, but it, it loses the, to me, the main appeal of the world of SAO is the world. You know, I think like if you go back to the original, like the first like landscape where Kirito's running down the town of beginnings and like you see these weird hills and it's just like, those are so cool and like you want to be an sao you mm -hmm. know what i mean like if an sao games came out like we'd be in there you know what i mean oh, yeah. regardless oh, yeah. regardless of oh, the yeah. mechanics for me i'd at least want to walk around there you know what i mean um and and as we see in the movie and and in the show too like that's also what a lot of people do so it's odd that as a viewer right this this big of this is a world that people are living in and exploring and it's inhabited. And, and in fact, it's becoming a more dominant thought that we could just live here and, and it's hurting progress in the game that uh, people don't want to fight. They just want to live here. It's like, well, why do they want to live here? I don't know because you haven't explored it with me that much. Mm -hmm. All right, Pete, come on, keep going. What else okay. do you have? My biggest gripe. What's going to justify, what's gonna justify the, uh, the six or seven that you're about okay, to Okay, my biggest, my absolute biggest gripe with this movie. Okay, so it, it's broken up into two parts. So we have to get the context of the first part, and then we'll go into the context of the second part. So the first part of the movie, the two guilds are butting heads and possibly kind of 
betraying another one because of an item. So they want to get this staff or this flag that increases this raid buff. So it's presented to us that there is, it, it, it drops once. Um, you're not allowed to like change the guild name on it or whatever. Uh, you're not allowed to, there has all these like different, um, essentially like, like a security around it. Like only one guild is allowed to have this flag. So that's kind of like how I feel like it's set up. And that's like the whole reason of this conflict. And that's why Kirito arranges this ragtag team of mercenaries to essentially go in there and get it before the either, either guild gets it to kind of like resolve the conflict himself. And then at the end of it, he explains during like his um, conditions that there's a chance that it will drop again, and if one of the guild already has it, they have to give it to the other one. And they never, ever explained that at the beginning, which I think could have been resolving all of this conflict in general. And to me, that just, like, really killed, like, the whole premise of the conflict of the movie. Pete, come on. You're an MMO player. Yes. You're telling me that if there was a limited resource that only is guaranteed to drop this one time. We don't know if it would drop again. You're telling me two guilds would not be practically killing each other to try and get the first dibs on it. That like, is I not my issue with it. My issue it, with it is Kirito explaining to the fact afterwards that it could drop more than once where he already knew that and he never explained it to either guild. I think... So the way I interpreted that final scene was that Kirito said, all right, I have two conditions here. Yes. The first condition is if I do give this to one of the other guilds, then the other one, if another one does drop, has to be given to the other one. Yes. His second condition covers that, though, doesn't it? Where uh, like where he's like, you have to if you guys. Uh, what was it? If you guys uh, rejoin together, merge, merge it, it, it will go to you automatically. Yes. I think like that, that was, that was his attempt to enable a merger in my opinion, more so than, than him actually knowing that it might drop again. I don't think he knows if it would ever drop again. I, I, I don't think that that's like the way that that is meant to be interpreted. See, and, I, I, even if that is the case, I feel like it should have been mentioned in the first part that, that there is a possibility that this drops again. Kirito is like this beta tester, you know, and he has more information than other people. So him, I don't know if it's just like a bold face lie that it will never drop again, but it seems like to me that Kirito knows that there is a chance that this item drops again. And also from like an MMO perspective, the, the like the reasoning that, this once in a lifetime item drops on level five is just absolutely silly. Like normally this would be like end game, like top of the tier stuff where if it's that limited, not like the something that nine people can do essentially. Right. Right. Oh, but to okay. be fair, to be fair to that point, at least it, it every, every floor of SAO is like that. No, presumably. for sure. But like, you know what I mean? You don't see guilds like going to war with each other every yeah. level for the final drop or whatever, but for well, some yeah. reason this one is. Well, it's so yeah. and the it's other thing, but like, but yeah. oh, can, can I say something prior? But like, yeah. so there is like this limited resources, like items in the game, but yeah, 
there are also resources that you can like essentially farm, right? Like yep. any other MMO. So mm -hmm. how do we know that this is like a once in a lifetime thing or something that can be farmed? I, I guess it's and like, uh, maybe this isn't like, maybe this is like a fault of the story, not explaining like their loot system to me. Where like, if someone who hasn't played MMOs probably doesn't give a shit, but for someone like yeah. me who has played like 20 years of WoW, like I need to know this answer. Like, <laughs> I feel you. I think to to also your point, and to the story, and this is this is just I think something that the story does a lot too, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of sets up for that. And people are gonna either like it or not like it. Information just isn't right in the show sometimes. You know, like Argo, the best information broker that we know, gets the last boss wrong, uh, prior to them walking in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's changed from the so, beta. Yeah. Yep. So. To Kirito saying that, also he did learn it. He did learn. He didn't even really remember he, the item until the conversation. Let, let me ask so, you this question. Then it's more along the lines yeah. of how does he know that it's a once, like a one only drop, compared to not knowing if you could like farm the item. I guess that's kind of like my idea yeah. because like if he knew it was a once in a lifetime item drop, he would never gave that condition. In the yeah. second half, well, it's a bluff. Again, it's part it of his could bluff. Be. It absolutely in my could opinion. be. That's I, the way I yeah. interpret it. It's his bluff. And the other thing too, the I, that I think might help it, our case too has here is that I think the information as well that this is that this buff was even dropping was very clearly orchestrated by the Laughing Coffin people, yeah. the members, right? Which is also another thing that they do a really good job of world building, establishing that. There's, you know, right at the beginning, the two guys, they do like an LC sort of, uh, yeah, um, they, neighborhood they, yeah, they threw up their gang yeah. signs on the side. Yeah. Well, that's L LC. That's, yeah. that's laughing coffin. Right. So that's the, they, they're clearly not established yet. People don't know about them mm -hmm. yet in the world, but they, cause they're like PKers who are PKers. Like there's no way, but no, they are. They're slowly that's becoming a, a thing. Right? Uh, so I think the way I interpreted it, or I was hoping that it would go, I guess, because I was like, oh, this would be really clever if they did, uh, was that the information that the two guilds had to increase the tension was that it was a limited one time okay. drop, whatever. Like that's the way I interpreted that because it was like, Oh, so is this, because he says, Oh, I got this information from someone. Like I trust a person in my guild or something or, or from some beta tester. And they prove that the two laughing coffin guys are beta okay. testers too, yeah. right? In their conversation. So, and so that's, that's where I was you know, like, you know what, Pat, I agree. I'm going to raise my score up a point because of that. Yeah, I did. You got it. it to the seven. I, I do. I <laughs> do. Okay, I do think an eight. I do think that what you were saying is very plausible, and I agree with you. I just wish it was like explained a little bit more. But for you sure. know, you know what? Save that for another day. It's not as bad as I, I thought it was. <laughs> we can't. We can't be all as bright and talented and smart as me. It's okay. <laughs> That's true. All right, <laughs> but to, you know, and but. To this conversation as well, and like what I was saying earlier, like it it is hard in those scenes too because, again, what is a bluff, what isn't? There's a lot of moving parts here that are again in the background. It's like, even if Kirito didn't know, he still might have said it because when Kaibo walks, when Diabo walks by him, he like in front of his guild, he's very like, fuck the other side. But yeah. when he walks past him, he's like, thanks. And it's like, clearly they both knew that there was some major tension. And they were trying to, like, play 
it as safe as possible. So like a good scene to lie in, you know what I mean? But again, it, we don't know. And, and it's, it's tough when you don't know and there's no explicit stating. We might get that in the future. We may never. Yeah. But uh, one thing this movie definitely has established is that with the introduction of Argo, as just as a character is how important information is going to be and who knows what and and whether it's real or not and what's true and what's changed because in the beginning of SAO it's sort of just used as a way to make Kirito like the bad guy in everyone's eyes he's like oh he's a beta tester he knows more and it's he's infallible um whereas in this one it's like even you know, Argo, who is the beta tester, along with Kirito and her scouting, which is seemingly good because she just found Mito in the middle of nowhere one yeah, day. Right. And and just sold that, like, she's different with the information gathering. So if even she can be wrong, it's like, well, what what's true? And obviously, it happened in that one scene. I do hope that it it is a little more clear in the future. Like, they don't lead into it too much i see it being like a center of like maybe the next movie with laughing coffin and like so is more mystery um but that being like the one example it definitely like could be interpreted to like mm-hmm. what what is going on like so oh my god mito's weapon sorry we were so cool so cool oh, it's like crescent rose vibes from ruby oh my god know, oh like my god ruby, ruby scythe oh my god God, I okay. was like sitting there, like, "What's going on? Look at how sick this is!" Can I just real quick, just 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 one more praise, real good praise of, of this show? I actually have a praise after you. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Actually, the, I actually have a high praise for something. The dialogue. I I love that. In I had a very moment, like a moment where I was super scared because if you don't know, Mito is the anime original character. Um, which means that the person who's making this movie is writing her, and it's it's being written into the story. Uh, and if you watch the original SAO, there are some moments where, obviously they're high schoolers, but it's a little corny and edgy at times, right? Like the original, like, Kirito's a beater scene, you know? Like, so when I saw Mito again and how they brought her back as, like, this very dark, like, sort of reclused person from the i was very scared that she was going to be like turn into this very corny like sao one edgy kirito version of herself but like the the interaction she had with asana and then kirito after was like very level-headed and like it all made sense and i i i truly cannot praise the dialogue interactions enough especially with mito like i feel like mito was super super cool um and and they handled her so well they 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 handled the dark the darker parts of sao way better now than they did in the original right on okay so my super high praise i I was actually gonna start docking it until i realized what was going on with it was the boss mechanics so oh yeah so we've seen it before that it's essentially two guilds fighting like a monster and there's like 40 people in it and now it's like a group of nine people going in to fight this boss. I'm like, this doesn't make any logical sense. Like, what do you mean? Now they go from 40 to nine. I'm just expecting them to beat it. And then they show the mechanics and the boss is more of like a puzzle than like a, a final boss. And I was like, this makes way more sense to defeat the boss with nine people compared to 40. 
because more likely if you ever raided in WoW, you have 12 idiots messing up all the mechanics and killing everybody. But if you had died people, it's much easier to do the mechanics. And the, literally killing the boss was just like, uh, like sharpshooting the, the, the thing where it's like, okay, this is a level five boss. It's not supposed to be the most difficult thing in the world. It's just like, can you do the basics? And I thought they executed that so well. It was like, this is like one of those like little nerd things. I was like, this guy, for as much as I don't think he understands MMOs, he definitely understands the boss because this was, I loved it. I love this boss fight minus, I wish it had more Sakuga moments. I feel like they missed out in like really portraying a really cool boss fight. I thought it was just okay. Yeah. But the I game and character were would... fucking sweet. I loved it. 10 out of 10. I was slightly disappointed with when it was revealed. Like, I did like that the golem eventually did come down. The arms were really cool, like, the way they activated it to, like, yeah. and then rolled out the way. It was super cool, especially because I'm not a I'm not an MMO person like Pete, but I do enjoy, like, the more, like, fantasy star, like, black desert combat of MMOs, where it's, like, super, like, fast-paced and you know, action or combat oriented ARPG stuff. Um, so that was super cool to see. And I also like that, again, just more world building parts in the, um, the, the boss fight. There's a, there's a difference between boss fights now than there was in the original SAO, which is you can leave. And we see that they, they open the door to, like, oh, Argo in the beginning opens the door to unflood the room so that they could, they could, like, fight again. And the staircase is completely open, which allows Mito to just walk in later instead of it being, like, a closed-off thing that once you're in, you're in. And ob obviously there are bosses that can trap people in rooms because, as we saw, they tried to, the boss tried to trap everyone in that room. Uh, but Asuna got caught in its like mouth, and and it allowed Bito to get in. But stuff like that was like it, the boss fight was super fun to watch. Like watching them like step on the line, activate the, and then just roll out. Mm. It was super cool. Yeah, I I mean they they kind of established that they can leave in the original uh show as well because they mentioned that like, they have scout parties that go in, test out the boss patterns before using like teleportation crystals to get away. Uh, I'm oh yeah, pretty that sure. is true. And that then, true. because then like the big climax is. Hey, our scout team of twenty people never came back. They're dead, so we can like when the boss door opened again, they were dead or gone. So we could only assume that you can't leave once you go in. Like that was the big climactic boss, right? So I assume we'll get to that point when they, you know, like when the bigger guilds come in and establish themselves as powerhouses in the in the front lines, the assault team or whatever they call themselves. That'll come up. But yeah, you know, again, like you guys are saying, it's an early level boss. It's not meant to be unbeatable but they do also start to build that oh yeah some bosses might try to trap you or they might not be they might be more puzzle like uh just one more world building thing because i know we're, we're talking a lot about it but it, it's so good again this is a, just a nod to the future the first boss that we see i think that i guess technically the fourth floor asana and, and kirito go to kill it together asana is like what the fuck why did you get the bonus we attacked at the same time Kirito's it, like, I was a little faster, probably. Little, and she's like, a little bit, just the slightly faster. And she's like, no, you weren't. There's no way. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I was. You know, the the, the lore behind that is, is that he is the fastest person in the game. He, like, yeah. And that's why he gets the dual wield sword ability. 
four movies from now when we're all 35 and have kids and stuff we're gonna be sitting there going remember in the second movie when they brought that up it's gonna be better you know like like it's gonna come up again it will come up again and now it's established rather than just basically which i didn't think it was that bad in the original show personally because it's just like all right cool the main character is the fastest that's whatever right like but like that was a big complaint for people right that you know oh why is he the fastest is he really like what's the point why do they just shoehorn that in for why he has two swords you know so uh, or that dual wield ability, whatever you want to call it. So like those little moments, there were so many of those little moments throughout that were just like, I, I was just sitting there as a big fan. I was just like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Give me more. That was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. All right. I, I guess, I don't know. Is there anything else that you guys can think of uh, that we haven't specifically touched on uh, other than stuff that we could talk about in closing thoughts? Uh, I, I know we talked about, obviously that the, the mechanics of the boss were cool. Um, and we briefly mentioned the 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 Mito versus Asuna stuff, but like the choreography was also very good. Like in general, um, they used full they used the space to its fullest. Uh, like even in the boss fight, like the the walls start sort of like moving in and out, and then in the background you see like Kirito and Argo running along them to get like a higher advantage. And I I thought choreography was also very top notch because in Sao Progressive One we didn't get super big choreographic moments. Like the big moment that I remember from SAO one was when Kirito did saved Asuna and did like the super like spin, like 720 slice. And it was yeah. like, that was a cool moment. But in terms of like fight choreography, this definitely amps it up um, from the first movie. Um, and yeah, that was, that was probably the only thing I, I could think of right now. Yep. I, I got nothing else. I could save everything for like final thoughts and ratings. Stuff like that. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into it? Uh, I I guess I I'll, I'll go first. Um, I don't really have anything else to add other than I can't stop recommending this enough to people. Like, if you were turned off by the original Sao, I think uh, this is to me. I I cannot fathom if you go into this like objectively looking at it the, the these two movies how you can give either of them, but especially this one anything lower than like a seven for a score as a, as in like it is good i think like production wise it's really i think it's really good i can i can see an argument for why it's just good but the plot the world building there's so many different things that happen in this that are so high quality that i can't imagine giving it lower than a seven from anybody that, that at least that i would take seriously because like and you know you can not like it but like from a just from a technical standpoint to me, this screams that it's good. And I can't wait for more. This is clearly setting up for more movies that I can't. I'm surprised we haven't heard that the third movie's coming yet. Because the, the the last time this this happened, it was announced like pretty much right after. So um I don't know. I can't wait for the third movie to come. Uh I before I talked about it with uh with you guys too, I was like originally when I finished watching, I was like somewhere between a seven and an eight, I think. And then I thought about it more and I was like, wow, look at the, this was really good. The world building was incredible. Like, and, and I talked to, talked myself up to like an eight or a nine. I think I'm going to just say, fuck it and stick with my nine uh, now. Cause like, I, I feel very confident. Like the, the, this movie was everything I could have wanted from it. Um, again, the only things that are really knocking it down are those random fan service shots, which are so minor and, and not, probably not noticeable for most people that, don't like 
watch anime as much as we do too. Like if you showed this to a normal person, they wouldn't even think about it. And I, I guess again, the it didn't look the best at the beginning. The first half of the movie it was a uh, again it wasn't bad. It was just fine. It was good. So uh, yeah, I think nine out of ten is where I'm gonna end. Uh, probably do an eight point five if I could, but I can't because we set that arbitrary rule for ourselves. So <laughs> damn right. Damn right. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, what, what's what about you? Let's, oh, you uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's end on a high note. Good call. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. My my issues with like for the most part, I thought this was a very solid movie. Uh, my complaints with the first movie was it felt like a really long episode and it didn't feel like a movie. And I think they did mm-hmm. a little bit better job at this, but I still felt like it was for the most part a really long episode. And I wish that we got like a big Sakuga moment and like the boss battle. Something along those lines to really make it stand out from it being a movie compared to its TV show. And I think that's where they miss a little bit of the mark. I gave my thoughts on the world building. Um, some of the stuff that I wish was explained a little bit more. I thought that they could have done that, especially in a dialogue heavy show like this. And just could have explained like the biggest conflict in the show. I feel like it could just make it a little bit better. Uh, love the addition of Argo as essentially like a main character in this movie. She was great. I like how she bounces off sort of um, Kirito and Asuna. They're more uh, calm and stoic and Argo is a little bit uh, sporadic at times and a little bit more uh, extroverted. I'll say that way. So I really liked her addition Uh, to me. Just a good movie compared to like the other movies I saw like last year. Like really stood out to me in terms of like every presentation thing available. Like uh, Inuo, the Science Star movie, I thought like really expanded on that. And with A one at the helm, I expect a little bit more. <clears throat> but as like a, f- <clears throat> a structured movie, I thought it was good. I'm gonna give this a seven. Okay, we we got we there. did it. We did we it. We got has, there. Has you and I? I originally had it as six, but you can't keep talking up that. to a seven. That was. I that was the score that. we expected. <laughs> uh, or at I, least I, I gave the first movie a seven. I thought this was like, like, like Pat said, if I could, this is like a 7.5, I would, but I don't think it's good enough for an eight, but it, I did like it better than the first movie. Yeah. So I, you know, before I give my score, I want to preface some things too, that I think are important. One, I have watched all of SAO, which I think is very key to world building in this mm. um knowing because when you all these things in a vacuum may seem like one-off lines um but when you know you know who kirito becomes who asana become the future you you really see the 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 little puzzle pieces they put around everywhere but obviously to someone who hasn't watched sao it would seem just like your average being i think you know the Again, we're still to to Pete's point about you know the the episode stuff. We're still very early in in this fr- in this new stories telling. We're still very low level floors. Stakes are not nearly as high as they are towards the um, latter half of Sao or even towards the beginning because of all the time skips. So if you're expecting that, there's a lot of good drama here regarding people. Um, in terms of maybe the the MMO itself being a threat, it hasn't super been explored yet. Um, 
even in the boss fight when people get grabbed, they don't seem necessarily frightened for their life. So if you're looking for that, we're not there yet. I'll say hold off because this isn't a bad movie. This is a great movie knowing that there are more movies coming. Um, but man, even, even with that, the, the, the dialogue, the, the, the puzzle pieces, the way it's all handled, sound design, the, the second halves and the music, it's, it's so good. I have to give it a nine. Like oh, I was, I was teetering on for a second. No, no, no. I was teetering on eight or nine and I just, I, I can't see it being lower than a nine for me. However, and I'm going to just final thought. If you haven't watched SAO and this is going to be your introduction, wait one more movie. Wait one more movie because the next movie is when it's going to get from the setup of the ending. The next movie is when we're really going to get to that more high stakes stuff, the super high stakes stuff where lives are on the line. Do you guys remember what you gave the first movie? I believe I gave it an eight. Uh, let me click just to look, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I gave it either an eight or a seven as well. Okay. So uh, we're all in no, good I gave it a nine. Okay. I gave it a, yeah, yeah, I guess. Say, I said, did you like this better than the first movie? 100%. Uh, I liked this as a continuation. I think that this, uh, the two movies kind of blend together really well too. And I think like your point about how it felt like just a longer episode, I, I should have mentioned that as well. Like I, I like this movie felt like it could have been 20 minutes shorter or 20 minutes longer, yes. you know, and it would have been fine. Right. Like if they just cut off right after the boss, I forget, was it right after the boss or something else? Like the one scene after the boss, it could have been fine, but they kept going. And I was like, Oh, I'm kind of surprised, but okay, I'm in for this. And then it felt like it could have been longer too. So I, 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 so I don't know. I think like, I made that joke earlier too, though. But like, I'm, it's gonna suck having to wait for all of these movies to come out. Like, I want, I want to see it now. I want to see all the rewrites now. Like, I want to know what, like, show me like Klein already. Damn it, you know, like give me, give me these movies faster than one per year for the next, I don't know, ten years of my life. You know, like, uh. So I, I definitely agree with that. Where it's definitely too much or too spaced out so i agree with like has saying like you i don't know i would go watch it because i'm a big sao fan but would be this would be even better in a binge or in like a you know a couple movies a night kind of setup felt that okay so a seven for me two nine so it's pretty much a recommendation from all three of us um i guess let us know your thoughts as well um i'd like to see this right now on mallet has a lower score than the first movie but i'm assuming most people will be seeing it like today or tomorrow. So we'll see how those numbers roll in and how it compares. It's like barely below it. It's like whatever, but yeah. Uh, let us know whether it's like in YouTube comments or Twitter or discord, let us know. Uh, but that concludes our SAO episode. Hopefully we can do this again next year. Um, it seems to be like a 12 to 13 month gap in between movies. So maybe another freezing February night, we can uh, talk some SAO, but we want to say thank you. If you've made it this far, if you want to support us, the best way to do so is like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on. Uh, next week, we will be doing Watch Club. That's Liz and the Bluebird. And then following that is my favorite episode of the entire year, anime of the year. Check that out in the coming week. So on behalf of Pat and Haz, I want to say thank you, and we will see you next time.